Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Exploring your faith hour. You can call in by calling a number on the screen or email or fax or hashtag Jesse. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. Uh, if you have any questions or comment. And good morning, everybody here. I'm glad to see everybody. You're supposed to say me too. <laughs> um, any questions before I get rolling? Can everybody turn their cell phones off, please? Please, please, please. Did they make that announcement before here? Uh, all cell phones are put away, please. Baba, go to put the phone away. No, you're not. <laughs> it's amazing that people are so addicted to the phone, they can't give God one hour. Even in church, they're on the phone. Oh, uh, that's what you're doing, looking at the Bible on the phone? But, oh, but we didn't bring up any Bible verses in there yet. What are we looking at? <laughs> oh, you're trying to learn them in case I ask you? Yes. Uh, yeah, I had asked about the Tenth Commandment before we started here, folks, and only a few people knew them, including myself. I know all the easy ones, you know, like the regular ones. Um, any questions about anything? Anybody had a life this week? Any, anything? Yes, sir. Uh, just observation. I, I was walking and doing some things yesterday, and I realized how much time I, I'm not home here in in the body, I'm, I'm, my mind is elsewhere a lot. Uh -huh. It just, just, just something I notice, and it's amazing how many, how much I'm being pulled away from just being aware of what's happening right now. Most people are unconscious most of the time. They don't have that mindset of God. They're not one with God, and it's unfortunate because we're losing society as a result of it. And it seems to be almost um, because I'm so used to you know living outside the body. Uh -huh. It seems like almost want to struggle to not live outside you know it's just like the it's like the way i would normally do it is live outside it's like i'm not i'm more used to living outside the body than in the body and we say live outside the body what do you mean i mean not being aware of what i'm doing oh yeah. oh yeah not aware of what you're doing yeah yeah oh good so i you know i don't throw it out there but i just noticed how blatant that was and how prevalent that is in my life just right. yesterday as i was doing things that's good right on yes sir Okay, I, I think I observed that how, um, in a way, how um, blinded we are, are of our own, uh, of our own. Well, uh, not we, say you. Because you, are, are, there, are there others attached to you? I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know that. Uh, so you're talking about you right now, right? Well, it's, I was going to say, I noticed that how people, uh, People are bl uh, blinded to their own uh, own personal history. Oh, but how about for you though? You don't know that. Well, I did explain. Uh, I did explain it. I did explain an incident that happened year, uh, years ago. A, po a popular crime. Uh, a popular, um, well-known crime that ha uh, happened. Oh, okay. I don't really want to get into that today. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll just make it short. Okay. And that per uh, person I told her to. I uh, had hardly have any memory of that. Oh, but that's not that's fine. I don't remember the crime either. We want something more personal than that. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I've noticed how um, how in in relationships, uh, if you uh, are not careful, how a person can e eclipse into your life. And Did that happen to you? Yes. What does eclipse into your life mean? Um, I think it during the course of uh, during the course of, of the relationship, whereby you know uh, you feel you have a need for a person, and that person meets that need. That that uh, that's what I mean by eclipse. So you become a customer used to that person, and when that person is not around, you sense the the loss yeah. when, that, when, when that when that loss it begins to diminish or begins to die so to speak you realize that that person was eclipsing your relationship with god if because because of your uh, 
incorrect or inappropriate So you're realizing that about your yes, life right now? I'm realizing that. Good, man. Um, um, I w- I've talked about this before. When I used to date, um, I would get so into the woman that if I wanted to break up with her, I would have to find another woman so I could break up with this woman because if I didn't, I felt so empty and lost and this seemed like, I, you know, I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep because I had identified with that person so much. Um, I realized this week and something else about that. Um, you know how you go to seminars and conferences and things to learn from other people? Or you may be uh, uh, in training by another person. I realized that... Uh, uh, it's easy, too, to get caught up and lose yourself like that, too. You you won't just learn from the person, but you turn over your whole self to the person. And so you stop learning. It's so easy. And you, you find yourself relying on that person rather than just having that space there and just learn from that person, but don't lose yourself. It is really easy to give up ourselves to someone else, to everybody else but God. And I notice that people are doing that a lot, giving over themselves to others, but not to God. Yes. And that's what happened in those kind of relationships right. as well. Right, so when you so, so when you face it and uh, you, you're, you're alone, you can face that. And that, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting because uh, it, uh, it makes you, you know, uh, it, it makes you rely more, about, more on God. It it it, it uh, kind of difficult to to explain, but you feel that something has been taken away from you, yeah. And uh, it's everything becomes more more open, uh, so to speak, kind of. But it doesn't necessarily make you rely on God, because at the time I wasn't aware enough or had the understanding of what was going on with me yeah. when I would break up. Yeah, I didn't rely on God. It didn't make me rely on God. It just it forced me to find someone else to replace that person. Yeah. And, and I see the temptation there, but but I was I, what I see, I can see that 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 there's nothing that there's no woman or there's no thing or person that's gonna complete me. Um, I can see that, so it it I can see the 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 domino effect of the futility of going that way. Are you feeling sad and lonely and all that too? Um, you know what? It's 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 diminishing. I'm actually surprised how how little. Um, how, how less it, it is. I'm, so I'm, you are feeling that way? A little bit, yes. You are feeling that way? A little bit, yes. You felt that way much before now? More before now? Um, I mean, are you overcoming it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised how, how as this person is stepping out of my life, how God seems to be stepping into my life. And how do you know God is stepping in? Because... I feel a little bit lighter on my feet. I feel I feel uh, I feel that that if I turn to to, uh, to him to 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 make me complete, opposed to that that need I have for another person, that it's happening. And how do you know it's happening? It's 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 just a a, a knowing that uh, a where to turn to 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 be fulfilled. It's it, it's it's annoying uh, because. There's an infilling. There's an infilling of life, when uh, when um, I look at this that this need uh, for another person, and I I I I see it as not uh, a wholesome need, and actually an obstacle to connect with the real need of God, and and I and I and I, and I uh, remain still with it, and I feel an infilling that He is supporting me and He's making me. Um, How long you been with this person? 18, 19, 20 years, about 20 years. 20 years. About 20 years. 20 yeah. years. I wish, you, I wish you well, man. Don't replace it with ice cream or anything. Yeah. Are you eating more already? Um, actually, I'm eating less. Oh, you can't hardly eat? No, it's not uh, that. It's just. No, that's how it was for me. Yeah. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. Anybody ever got to that? Will you break up with someone? It was. I can't got to eat, that. You can't sleep. You can't. <laughs> I went through that years ago with my first uh, relationship and when I was totally... But uh, again, I, I'm 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 a little surprised and I'm a little little bit uh, thankful on how well um, um, I'm taking it. Oh, good man. You know, I'm gonna, I don't want to. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's good. Stay with the prayer. Are you praying? There's more time for that now. There's absolutely more. I have no time, but my my job. 
my job was taken away from me. I was working for 12 years, you know, earning, um, you know, a really good salary. That's been taken away from me. So I have nothing but, you so know. So you lost his person and you lost his yes, job too? simultaneously practically. Wow. Yeah. Are you praying? Yes. There's nothing else for me to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even when this huge boredom comes along, I, I, I observe this boredom or observe this loneliness, yeah. and, and, it, and, it, and it goes away. Oh, good. And it's starting to go. It's not completely all, right. all there, but... Uh, well, I wish you well. Thank you. Be patient with that. Thank you. Yeah. Good, man. Yes? Um, I want to talk about a little bit about the, you know, someone teaching you something and they have an expertise, because I went through that. I've been going through that. But it kind of relates to what I was saying about not being here in the body, you know, because it seems because of certain unawarenesses I'm having of not really paying attention... Certain things are going on all the time. Yeah. And so I found myself in situations where I'm learning from other people where I lost my own vision of what's going on and um, gave over to their instructions. Oh, okay. And um, it's not good. It's not good. But, I, it, but it's only because I, when I'm to the degree I'm not, aware of what's going on. Why is it that it's not good? Because um, I lose the uh, I lose control in a certain way. I can't think of the right word, but um, whatever's going on, I can, I can be taken in a direction in that case. If I've given over at that point, I am now kind of like they have, they're captaining the ship. So if they want to take the ship you know, into an iceberg, for instance, I'm going to die with it. So, um, but that, that's, what's going, that's what happened is, I, you know, I'm allowing certain things to go on. Yeah. And kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm putting more uh, weight into their way of seeing things than my own in yeah. these particular areas. These people have expertise. They know what they're doing. Uh, and I kind of put a certain trust in there and let them captain the ship. Yeah. A lot of people do that with doctors and lawyers and things, too. They turn their lives over. They let the doctors make the whole decision, the lawyers, and you find yourself in trouble that way, too. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us to teach us. We really do have that. He's there to teach us all things, to perfect our lives, to really to teach us all things. So when you're learning from a human being, you're supposed to have a little space there and not, not even try to hold on to what they are teaching you. Let it go in one ear and out the other one. But if you trust the Holy Spirit, the information is there when you need it. But a lot of people, they just get into the person or people, whomever is teaching them, and they just lose their, themselves. They don't move forward. And a lot of times people don't, you know, a lot of teachers don't believe you can do it anyway. And they won't tell you that, but you've spent your whole life learning from someone who didn't even believe in you. God gave us a provider. I don't, I, I listen to people and I learn from people, but the Holy Spirit is my teacher all the way. That's how I learned to run, run a business or run an organization or run my life. He's teaching me. He's there, but a lot of people aren't aware of that, so he's not teaching. And as soon as something goes wrong, I, I, I had a guy this week, something went wrong at work, and he just tripped out. You know, instead of learning from it, calming down and learning, it's in us to know everything. Everything we need to know, God has provided. He really has. Everything you need to know, he's given to you to know already. That doesn't mean we don't come together and learn from one another, but don't make that person your sole provider, you know, your God. That makes sense. Because anything that replaces the true God inside of you is going to mess you up. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to move forward in life. And all of us have the ability to do something, you know. You learn along the way, but don't lose your ability to do what you know to do. I knew nothing outwardly. I've never been trained to run a business. I haven't gone to college or to the seminars and all that kind of stuff. And it's weird how before I started Bond... I had a janitorial service for seven years and had seven full-time employees, non-black. 
What? All Hispanics. No, I'm just kidding. You got born. That was supposed to be funny. But uh, <laughs> the point is, I was learning as I was going, as I was moving forward. I, I learned as I needed to know. You know, like for example, you want to start a business, you don't have to go and learn a five-year plan about a business. You're not even promised five years. You learn what is the first step that I take. You take that first step, then you see the second step, and the third step, and the fourth step, and you just be moving forward. And that doesn't mean you don't learn from others, but don't lose your steps. Stay, stay in your place. But people are so weak and vulnerable today, it is so easy for them to turn their lives over to someone. It's mind-blowing. And I got some perfect examples of that. That's not what I had planned to talk about, but since you mentioned that, I have perfect examples of that. One quick example, you know, before homosexuals came around and started this crap about getting married, we had what we call husband and wife. Remember that? We used to have that. <laughs> Remember? This is my husband. This is my wife. Now people say, this is my partner. They, they, have, they have allowed themselves to be taken over by someone else's ideas. And those ideas are wrong. They are absolutely wrong. But you have preachers. I've had preachers on my radio show say, are you married? I ask, are you married? Yeah, I have a partner. I'm like, oh, are you married to a man or something? I'm like, no. Oh, you say a partner. This is, you have a wife. Why do we have to give up ourselves and give up what is right because some other crazy person came along with another idea? It is so crazy. Partners mean gay. <laughs> they came up with that idea because they didn't want to be reminded of husband and wife because they don't want to be reminded that it's wrong to call yourself getting married. So they, they're shedding that word down, and the children of God are going right along with it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah that's really amazing, Jesse. Yes. That's just one small example. I have truckloads of them. Yeah. But this situation does tie in with lack of faith yes. know, on my part. And I noticed that, uh, you know, when I'm going to learn something, there's, I have this, like, pursuit of knowledge, you know. I'm going to learn this, so I'll go after it in a knowledge-based way, which, of course, you're going to want to learn some knowledge. But, yes. you know, I go over the top with this stuff. <laughs> and, but I do notice that it's definitely, it's totally related to not having faith in the Spirit to guide me through it. You don't have faith in God that he would do it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And yet you would say you're a Christian. Uh, yes, I would. And I, and I know the Ten Commandments. <laughs> uh, I think a whole lot of Christians know the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that may be a problem. But you got to live the Ten Commandments. One of them doesn't seem to be to uh, follow the Holy Spirit uh, yeah. through life. I was talking to my brother this morning. One of my brothers on the phone. My father's in, the, uh, in a convalescent hospital. He has uh, Alzheimer's, which used to be called uh, C-Dow. Yeah, but now it's, it's Alzheimer's. Does Alzheimer's sound better than C now? Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, and so my brother and I was talking, and my dad is, like, really mean now. And he's, like, beating up his wife. And he's not, when he was growing up, he wasn't, I mean, before this happened, he wasn't an angry, violent kind of a guy. And now can't nobody live with him, so they put him in a... a convalescent home, gave him a roommate, and he beat up the roommate. And so they had to take the roommate out. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with him? And I realized what, what it is. My dad was all the way, was mean at all time. You know, before he went see now, he was already mean, but he controlled that meanness. He didn't really let you see it at, for the most part. And now his mind is going, there's nothing there to, a filter is not there to stop it. So it's just coming out now. You're seeing the real person. I, I'm going to see him on Thanksgiving Day. I can't wait to see him. I'm going to beat him up myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to show him violence. His <laughs> ex-wife would tell me, oh, he tried to, what she said, it beat me down. I'm like, wow. 
but he's always been mean. It's just not coming out. And that's how things are. People control the, the, the stuff that they're, you got to let that stuff go because at some point it has to come out. Let it go now while you know what's going on. Uh, were you done? No, I, I was, you know, I just think about my, my mother was exactly the same way, actually. Oh, it was, she, she got, you know, Alzheimer's and those kind of things, and she got very mean. Uh, toward, towards the latter part. Oh, but that, make, that makes sense because, you know, you're saying the mind isn't controlling it. Yeah. The anger's already there. They were kind of holding the it back. The ego is in a way, so you're trying to hide it. Yeah. And yeah. she was really a, a, kind of a fake kind of person. Yeah. Um, in the sense that, you know, she would show us one thing behind closed doors as the public. Right. So I think as it got out, it just there was a meanness there that just went out. No completely. shame. Yeah. Oh, the reason I brought that up about my father is because you mentioned uh, no faith. You have no faith in God, and most people don't have faith in God. So I was talking to my brother this morning about that. He was like, well, how come, uh, how come my dad is sick? You know, why is he sick? He believed in God. Uh, how come I have an aunt who was sick, too, an elderly aunt who was sick as well. So he was saying, why is this happening? How, we, uh and I said, well, it shouldn't be happening. We're not supposed to get sick. We're not even supposed to die. He was like, no, that's not true. People are dying all the time. And I said, well, didn't God take the sting out of death? I mean, Christ took the sting out of death. Death. He conquered death so that we wouldn't have to worry about it. And my brother said, yeah, that's right. I said, didn't he heal us from sickness and disease? He conquered that too. Yeah, but everybody doing it. I said, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it should be done. It's the right thing. I said, everybody getting fat, too. Should we all get fat? And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I said, <laughs> I said just because everybody's doing it, that doesn't mean it's right or that we should be doing it. He said, but I never, I've not seen anyone that haven't died. You know, everybody died. I don't know anyone who hasn't died. He asked me, do you know anyone Anyone who hasn't died, I said, I think in the Bible, God took some guy up with his body. Yeah. Who was that? Enoch. Yeah, he didn't die, right? Nope. Yeah, and so he was like, that's not enough. <laughs> he need more example. Jesus also said that there are some among you who will not see death till I return. Yeah, thank you. He's like, that's not enough. I need to see it before I can believe it. I said, so you're one of those guys who doubt. You got to see it before you can believe it, and that's not faith. You know, faith is seeing it. Uh, it's believing without having to see it. And, you know, how do you get faith without having to see it? How do you live by faith before you see it happen? And I think that's a struggle for a lot of us, too. They say, you know, oh, I'm living by faith, but they're really not. And, and then the first time you throw something like that at them, no, I need to see it first. Most people are not living by faith, and that's why you would put your life into the hands of someone else because you don't have that faith in God. You don't have that faith, and that's what the problem is. That's why a lot of people go to church, and they hear the preacher talking, you know, reading the scriptures and, quoting the scriptures, and, and then the people will pick the scriptures up too, and then they'll go out quoting the scriptures. The Lord said, don't do this. Acting like they're Christians because they don't have even the faith to, to do it on their own. They're just learning from someone else and repeating it. And that's not a way to live. That's not a good life at all. You don't really have life if that's how you're living. You want real life. You want that life that comes from within. You want the real deal, and we all have it inside of us to do it. Yes? It's not like it doesn't exist. You know, I, I, I have access to seeing, you know. Yes. It's just, you know, when I become aware and then someone's talking in front of me and they're saying something and I have a certain distance in your words, then it's there. It's right there. That's right. It's not like it doesn't exist at all. That's right. It's just that, like I said, I'm vacating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant when I'm vacating. I'm vacating. I'm not there, so I can't see. But when I'm actually there, I, I see. So when the person is saying something, it's like, wow, you know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. What I wanted to talk about today is that uh, God talked about uh, presenting your body, bodies, a living sacrifice 
holy and acceptable unto God. And I wanted to ask the question, are you presenting your bodies a living sacrifice? And this came from uh, Romans 12, verse 1, where it says, I urge you then, brothers, remembering the mercies of God, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, dedicated and acceptable uh, to God, that in the kind that in the kind of worship for you and as sensible people. I'm sorry, that is the kind of worship for you as sensible people. Do not model your behavior on the contemporary world, but let the renewing of your minds transform you so that you may discern for yourselves what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and mature. Are you presenting your bodies a living sacrifice is what I want to know today. And um, before I give you some notes I made here that I want to share with you, and I wrote these things down because I really wanted to remember to share with you. Um, but first, let me just ask, is there anyone in the room, anyone, who is presenting him, his or her body as a living sacrifice unto God? Only one. Yeah, we all should. We all should. I am going 100%. Oh, hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. I, I, I. You're presenting your body a living sacrifice right. unto God. We should all do that. Right. And, and, he, he, he tells us to do that. Right. And you now, are doing it. Right. Uh, yes, I try to. I, admittedly, uh, the flesh needs certain uh, uh, sustenance to, to survive, and you have to do that. You have other responsibilities. Right. <laughs> but definitely, we should all be doing that. What does it mean for, for, because you saw no hands go up around here, right? So everybody needs to be saved. What does it mean to live, to present your body a living sacrifice? How many people thought of this before today? Am I presenting my body a living sacrifice? Only two, three people thought of it. What does it mean to present your body a living sacrifice? Well, everything we do, we think, we should say, should be to glorify God. Yeah, but... Give me examples of like what? Examples of what we should not be doing. Well, we shouldn't be serving our own lusts. Yeah. We shouldn't be... And you uh, don't serve your lust? Uh, I endeavor not to. <laughs> That's a big word. Well, I try not to. But sometimes you do? Well, God knows we're but dust. And I have to appeal to the mercies of God. And that's what it says right here. I appear to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. So throw in the God's mercy. So sometimes but, you do and sometimes you don't. Is, he, is there a problem with his mic? Too close. Oh, Too pull close. it away from him out here. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Like this. There okay. you go. Okay, go ahead. Sometimes you give in to the lust. Well, you have lustful thoughts. Sometimes you, you do what you want and you're not. It's not that you purposely, but you, you do what is pleasurable to you, which may not be the most, uh, you know, uh, uh, or the best way to uh, show your love and service to the Lord. Right. And at the time that you give in, do you think to yourself, wow, I am not presenting my body a living sacrifice right now? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, on, as I reflect on <laughs> After it's all over. Right. And you look back on it. Right. But then again, I've, I've made plans and actually done things that are not to my economic benefit in order to uh, serve the Lord yeah. and to help other people. And it's is many it, times. Is it possible to not, you, you mentioned thoughts too, sometimes you yeah. give in to your thoughts, right? Yeah. Is it possible not to ever give in to that kind of temptation? Yeah, you temptation? should think, think of the Lord. Right. Right. If, if They say if they fill the, fill the barrel with wheat, I defy the, uh, the devil to fill it with tares. So if you get your mind on the, on the righteous things, it says, uh, one of Paul's letters, think of good thoughts, pure thoughts, wholesome thoughts that will 
blot out that others. But it's a problem doing that all the time, right? Certainly. We live in a sin-cursed world. It's more than ever. Uh, <laughs> we walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Just turn on the, the, the idiot box, and, yeah. and there it is. You're right about that. Absolutely right. How about you? You said, no, you're not doing it. You're not presenting your body a living sacrifice. Well, I, I think I'm, that's where I'm like a student learning to go that way, and, and I'm understanding that language uh, recently. So for me, yeah. it's, it's uh, I'm, you know, the last few years I've been awakened, and, uh, and I'm, now I'm just, yeah, I'm learning. I'm trying to figure this all out, and I'm trying to, pray. I'm trying to sub, 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 subdue my anger yeah. and my pride and, and let God in. So yeah. I, I do understand it, and I do know that that is what I'm trying to, to aim for, and I'm happy about that. Um, and it's a joy. It's a joyful journey. Um, I guess I'm still a little frustrated, but less and less as I go along. And what are you frustrated about? Well, just like my pride, You're my impatience, you know, wanting to know the answer now or the answers. Yeah. But I'm learning. I enjoy it. So. And do you, know, do you know not to be frustrated, frustrated about what you can't do? Now I do, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, sort of drop another. the frustration. Otherwise, you'll be stuck for a long time. Still am, but I know not to be. <laughs> yeah, let it pass. So it's amazing that no one other than the two or three people who raised their hand, no one else have thought about this, presenting your bodies a living sacrifice. Right? Yes, sir. And you're not doing it. Well, it depends on how you define it. Everybody, could def- everybody can define it different. Everyone can define it differently. So, What do you, you mean know, by define it If I it define it as getting Kool-Aid, then I am living with uh, or living as a sacrifice. But when you hear that, when God said present our bodies to live as a sacrifice, what does, does that mean to you? To me? Yes. Well, you'd have to look in, dig into it in the context of the whole scripture as a whole if you take that to be the living word of God. And the living word of God's pretty enormous. And the one golden rule is to love each other like ourselves. That's really what all we're responsible for because everything's encapsulated in that one thing. Therefore, I would conclude that... Hold it a little further. There, Frankie, hold therefore, it. Hold I would conclude... Hold it for me, Frankie. Here. Yeah. Therefore, I would conclude that do I love other people as myself? Yes, because I love myself little. It's very easy to do that, to love the people that much. Oh, okay. So, so I am living like a living sacrifice, living sacrifice in that definition, yeah. I really pray that um, there'll come a time when you really get to know yourself, that you really seriously, as human beings, pay attention to yourself. Because if you get to know yourself, all this that you need to know is already with you. But you got to... Some need to ha- something needs to happen that will cause you to keep your eyes on yourself. As a result of people not, uh, most Christians not presenting their bodies as a living sacrifice, things have changed so drastically in our country that I, I, I just don't know if it's ever going to go back to norm until Jesus returns or something happens. And you mentioned about, he said, look at the soapbox. You know, you turn the idiot TV on, the whole world, everything is like upside down now. And so it's hard as a result of everything being upside down, it is hard for Christians to present themselves as a living sacrifice because the competition against them is so great now until a lot of them cave in. They give into it. They become afraid to speak out about it. They become afraid to be an individual and not change with the way things are going. They are afraid of losing a job or friends or family members. And the world is absolutely falling apart. For an example, in uh, Hawaii this past week, Chicago and Hawaii just recently signed into law the same-sex marriage bill. And in, in uh, Hawaii, most of the people were against same-sex marriage. And they, they had hearings for about eight days or so. That's how many people were against it. And yet, the, lo- the local government said to the people, for, the people were like, let us vote on it. You know, we don't want this, let us vote on it. And since there were more people against it than for it, the local government decided that they were going to make the decision. 
and went against the majority of the people. Isn't that amazing? They went against what the people wanted and voted in same-sex marriage. And in all honesty, I was a little surprised to see Hawaii come out like that and stand up and rally and protest for something because I thought it was more of a liberal state and that there would be more in support of it than against it. But on this one, majority of the people were against it. And the state just took it out of their hand. They wouldn't let the people vote on it and, um, and decided that who was going to do it. That should not happen if majority of the people know that this is wrong. This is not what they want. They should be getting what they want. They shouldn't have to sacrifice their values for this kind of stuff because now that Hawaii has signed in this law, the children of God who are against it, if they go against it, if they speak out against it, they could be sued. They could lose jobs. They could lose whatever now because the law has turned against them. They, they have destroyed the First Amendment. Yeah. That was, it. That was their intent. They have destroyed the First Amendment and, and the family values and everything. The thing of God. Uh, they call the, Jesus Christ a liar. That's exactly what they did. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God founded the institution of marriage. But you God know who founded I, the institution of marriage back in Genesis, yeah. and Jesus affirmed it in uh, Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 18, and, yeah. also, and also in uh, Mark 10. So they just called Jesus Christ a liar. And they have preachers doing that, too. Exactly. The churches are doing it. Even if I didn't, if I never read the Bible, there's some things you just kind of know is wrong, you know? Like stealing, you know it's wrong to steal. The Bible doesn't have to tell you that. It's in you to know it's wrong to do certain things. You know that it's wrong to go to someone's house and destroy their home or something. You know, these kind of things we already know, but the Christians are not, they don't realize we have a teacher. They don't realize we have the power and that we don't have to let this stuff happen. It doesn't have to happen, but something has gone wrong with the Christians. They're not living upright. They're not presenting themselves uh, holy unto God. Something's going wrong. In uh, Oregon, there was a football coach. Oh, let me ask this question first. I asked this on the radio show. There was a football coach who took his middle school football team. Was it middle school? Middle school football team to Hooters after they won a game uh, or won a championship or whatever. They went to Hooters. And uh, the, 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 the football coach was fired once the word got out. Apparently, some of the parents didn't know about it. A lot of the parents didn't know it. They had a fit about it. So the football coach was fired for taking the boys, the middle school boys, to Hooters. How many believe that the coach should have been fired for, for going to Hooters with the kids? Oh, I'm surprised. But you already believe that, right? That he should have been fired. Well, he's supposed to set a good example. Well, yeah. And, and oh, hold on for the mic. I'm sorry. You need a mic there. His first priority is is to. Oh. Frank, can you hold it? Hold it for him. No, here. Is this, this, this right? No, that's right. You shouldn't right, have to worry go. about Thank that. Go ahead. His first priority is to build character in his young men. But but how about the and idea? Hooters is there to promote. Uh, to me, sexual promiscuity and lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh. So I think he's doing a disservice uh, to the young men. But how about if those boys went to the beach, they're going to see the same thing? Well, uh, it's not as flagrant. No, it's yes, not it is. commercially. Uh, it's not commercially uh, no, promoted. No, it's worse and, at the beach. And, and, and I'll Sir. tell you, if it is worse, Sir. then he shouldn't do it. It's worse at the beach. He's going to the beach. Those women don't have on anything. The guys don't either anymore. And kids are seeing that all the time. They they have gone beyond bathing suit now. They just put a little string on. Oh, that just that just shows how how <laughs> heathen true? how heathen our culture is. No, but I'm saying if they if they go to uh, the beach, they're going to see even more because at Hooters, at least you have on short pants, a tight top, and uh, somebody said they wear stockings under their socks. I, I'm not. Have you ever gone to Hooters? Uh, sir, I'm not going to be going to Hooters. Right. So how about the women are a little bit better dressed at Hooters than they are at the beach? Well, I don't generally go to the beach, and I was at uh, a swimming meet, and uh, I can tell you that the swimsuits were absolutely vulgar. Yeah. 
absolutely vulgar. And hey, everybody, it, isn't that neat? No, it's not neat. It's vulgar. And so we shouldn't what do you be, say we should to be aiming uh, in the gutter? We should be aiming towards the stars. What do you say to folks who say, well, they go to the beach and see even worse things? So what? While we're going to Hooters? Well, I would say if if uh, if you're into uh, going in areas where there is a temptation of, for lustful uh, viewing, then you shouldn't go there. So don't go to the beach either? Well, if, if people are that decadent and you don't have to, I would say probably not. So avoid the beach, okay. Well, yeah. if, if, if people are, are not going to be dressed in a... Uh, modest way. In fact, the well, Bible, Bible tells us to be, be modest. We don't even know what modest is at the beach anymore. Well, I, I, I know that, yeah. but that, that's, that, that's one of the problems. Yeah, I'll come back. Yes, ma'am. I think, okay, I'm just, I haven't digested this, but just as you were talking, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with him taking the kids I don't think there's anything wrong with Hooters. I think maybe it was inappropriate for him to make the decision to take all the kids to Hooters without the parents' permission. But because some of the parents might take their kids to Hooters all the time, might take their kids to the beach, and it's everywhere. But there might be some parents who don't take their kids to those type of activities. Right. So I think it was just inappropriate for the coach to step beyond the you know you permission slip kind of deal and just decide to take a busload of kids there. I've been to so, so, hold on just a minute. So, if the parents, if the parents, all the parents have said, yes, it is fine, you can take our boys to Hooters, you thought it would have been fine then? Well, yeah, because it, they're the parents. Oh, okay. It's not the school to discipline or, you know, even though we may not agree with it, they're right. the parents. And if they all agree to take the kids to Hooters, oh, okay. it's a public place, you know, it's America. It's a public place, it's America. Okay. And you say you agree with her, right? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and the beach and the Hooters uh, 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 issue, to me, it's, it's not, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound the same. When I go to the beach, I don't mind <laughs> that w women are dressed, you know, gantly or whatever. You don't mind? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't you nah. know, it's up to me. It's up to me to make sure I don't look, look at them that, that way. Right. That's totally up to me. And how That's about fine. Hooters? And I go there to swim in the sun and whatever. How about Hooters? When Hooters, you, you specifically go to Hooters. Their main, their main marquee is large-breasted women. No, that's wrong. And, you know, the, the second thing, that, that's they why it's called Hooters. That's why, why right is it here. called Hooters? But let me ask, so are you, you know, saying that as long as the teacher had the pa parents' yes, permission, with that, yes. that it was okay to take the boys to Hooters? Um, I think I, I think that that isn't a, a step in the right uh, direction for your kid. However, um, you know I can't, uh, from a puritist uh, perspective, say don't do it. You, you know what I mean? That, that, no, uh, I'm asking you. I, I, are you saying? Give me a yes or no. And because of time, I'm, okay. I'm on a little rush here. Are you saying that be, if the parents had okayed it? Because that's what the young lady was saying. If the parent okayed it, then there shouldn't be a problem with it. Are you saying the same thing? I'm, I have to, I have to uh, think about that one, or I have to. Um, I, I would say it, it, uh, it's, it's not right. What's not right? That uh, you you allow your children uh, at a certain age to go to Hooters. But I thought you said you didn't have a problem with it, as long as the parents okay. You just agree with her. No, what I'm saying is that he, I, 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 I'm saying that he, he, that I'm okay with him getting fired for not consulting their parents and giving somebody like say if he's but a how parent. How about if he had consulted the parents? I think that he shouldn't have got fired. Yes. I mean, how about should he have taken them to Hooters if the parents said, yes, it's fine? Um, yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, how about you? You agree with that? This is so interesting to me. Isn't this like something else? Yeah, hold that thought for me. Hold it. Yes, yes. I think American parents are just looking for something to sue someone or to just, like, make a big deal out of something that should not be made big deal out of. What I'm thinking is those Give me a parents, yes or no first. Was it okay, you thought, as a person, if the coach had gotten an okay from the parents, would it have been okay to take the boys to Hooters? To be honest, in America, I don't know nowadays what's okay, what's not. No, in anymore. your own personal opinion. Um, it's I not really a, listen, don't It's know. not a contest. This is all about knowing yourself. It's all about what we've been talking about. So is nobody going to win a prize? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
So to be honest, if I was the parent, yeah. I would. If I was one of the parents, I would teach my child that this is just the body part. Okay, whatever. You see people naked on the street. What about it? Okay, just the body. But so, depends how your mind is looking at it. Your right. there are people who have dirty minds. That's another thing. So was it would it have been okay as long as the parents said fine, yes or no? I think yes because if if I take it on myself, if I teach my child that just the body part it doesn't mean anything, I would be okay. You can go anywhere you want. I trust you. Right. And you should you should know your limits. So you're saying yes, it's been okay. For, for these middle school boys to have gone to Hooters as long as they got permission from the parents. Yes. If okay. I don't want my child to go places like that, if I don't take my child places like that, you cannot. Why is it okay to take these middle school boys to Hooters? Why is that okay? Because it just, there's nothing special about Hooters, okay? It's a deal. <laughs> have I you ever gone there? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 no. I hear they have good fries. Okay, they have big buddies, whatever, <laughs> but it doesn't make a change. So you're saying, yes, it's fine, as long as the parents okayed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. all right. Um, You've been to Hooters? I have one thing to say. So let me first ask, is yep. it yes with you two? No. If the parents gave them permission, it was fine to take the boys there? I don't know about that. I just want to say the restaurant. No, answer that point. I need to get that. What is it? Answer. What is it? What's the answer? Was it okay for the co- would it have been okay for the coach to take middle school boys to uh-huh. Hooters as long as the parents okayed it? I think it doesn't matter either way. He can go either way, and this is the reason why. Why? Why I think it's a good decision is because when I see, which is shocking to me, which I don't really care, but it is still a little shocking, and is that on Make all Make sure you the, keep it clean. I don't on all of the business propaganda that they've put out for their restaurant business underneath Hooters. It says family restaurant. I've been in there before. I've been in there before, and I've offended some of the waitresses calling them strippers. And they're, they're, they are more covered up than a regular cheerleader. If these, right. if these guys are coming from the sports world, it is absolutely norm. And that's a sports-themed restaurant. It says family restaurant on all of them. So he's how's he responsible for what the way that they're billing themselves? Uh-huh. And that's the sports world. So let me just restate the question the and give me world. a yes or no on it. Had the, the football coach gotten permission from all of the parents first, and they said yes, would it have been fine to go to Hooters with the kids? Either way, he's no, okay from yes or no on this one. He can go if they said because no. It's he about can take going. Him. It's yeah, if the they said no, he could still take them, in my estimation. Oh, even if they parents Absolutely. said no. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. it's totally normal. Let me ask this young lady here. You said it wasn't good that he took them to Hooters, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, actually, okay. Actually, my thoughts on this are um, basically personal. Personally, I just wouldn't want to have anything to do with that environment. And it just... Um, but first, if, give me a yes or no. Should the coach have taken the boys to Hooters? No, I don't think so at all. Should he have taken them, had the parents said yes? Uh, If the parents said yes, um, then that was something that, if they had permission and he could, and they had, he was able to do that, yeah. If the parents agreed to it. He should have taken them if the parents. If the parents had agreed to it with permission. Right. And then, then he would have, shouldn't have no problem with that. Okay, so you're saying yes, Jesse, if the parents had agreed. If the parents had agreed to it right, and it had permission no from the parents. Okay, but so what was my opinion with? on Hooters is, if you want to know my opinion, it's but like. Let me ask you this before I get to your opinion. Okay. What was wrong with him taking them, just taking them without permission of the parent? Uh, I just, I, I think when I first hear that, I'm thinking kind of personally of my, my kids, you know, middle school kids going there. And I'm thinking, you know. That's just not an environment that I I really would want my kids to be. I just uh, I don't know that much about Hooters as as far as I just seems like it's inappropriate people dressed and the way that the when the waitresses you know appear to uh, from my understanding is Have like they're inappropriate. Have you ever seen the Hooters girls on TV? Uh, I think I've seen commercials and stuff, but it's kind of something that which just, one is more most dressed? The one at the beach or the one on the Hooter? That's probably a good question. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
But I think it's just, from my, from my take on it, is it, I think that people have to make their decisions. The coach made a decision to do something like that. And, and when you just kind of let that go and you let this, everything, uh, you, you know, you just don't make a stand. But let me, so here are people to making a stand saying, oh, I don't want my kids going there. Yeah. Good. But, They're parents. So like, I wouldn't want them going there. You want to allow your kids there. to go there, right? No, absolutely not. But you're okay so. with the coach taking these other kids? If they have their permission, I have no power with that. Right. If people have permission to do these things, they make their choices. I have nothing to say. You know, what can okay. I do about that? But uh, if I have, if me, I have a because of time, let me just. And I'm yeah. sorry to be rushing. I am in a rush. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Uh, I'm just rushing because uh, I want to tell you about these things. I want to at least put them out there. Um, I think what people don't realize it's bad for those boys to go to Hooters because. When Hooters advertises itself, it does it in a sexual way. You know, they don't just say, hey, here, here's a nice little family restaurant. Come on out and have some fries, right? What's drawing, at least for men, what's drawing men there first is the sexual advertisement of it. So the intent to go to Hooters is for that. Now, apparently when you get there, the women are not naked enough for you, so you'd be disappointed. And to a point that even the food don't taste right. But, <laughs> but, but what happened is um, there is a... Now, I may come back next Sunday and change this, but this is the best word I can come up with now. There is a demon involved in sex, an evil demon, demon that's connected to sex, too. And if done before the proper time, it corrupts you. It addicts you to it. It corrupts you. Um, even when you're dating, I remember when I first started dating, the moment I had sex, I became a different kind of a person. I became addicted to the woman. You know, I had to have sex. That's all I started thinking about was sex, was sex, was sex, right? So, yes, there's a, 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 if done with the right spirit and the right mind, there's a good side to sex, too, you know, like, this demon won't take over your life in the manner that he's doing, but most people don't know what that is. So there is an addiction, there is a demon that is involved in sex. Just think about your own relationships, how they change once you have sex. They absolutely change. I know, I personally know women, personally know women all over, everywhere. You may know somebody too, so I'm not talking about your friend, all right? who deliberately have sex with men in order to addict them and, and destroy them. Every woman I, I know women have told me this. They can't help it. And I'm not saying all women are like that, but they can't help it. These particular women who have told me this, they, they use their sex to destroy men. And so you got these young boys who are not spiritually strong, who are not mentally aware who is allowed to be put into an environment like that because the intent is about sex. So these boys are going there, too, with that same intent. They want to look at these women, however they're looking. Spiritually, that's not good for those boys. And if we as children of God, oh, what has happened is the world has made us think and believe there's no big deal to it. They have brainwashed us without us realizing that we have been brainwashed. So the average parent would say, oh, no big deal. Everybody, I go there. I take my kids there. Any parent that take their kids to Hooter is a wicked parent, a blind parent. You're subjecting your, subject, uh, subjecting your own children to a spiritual trauma. It's like you're taking your kids and saying, take the drugs. Hooter is about sex. Now, they're fully dressed or not, they are promoted as sex. And kids, you know, they are not ready for that kind of stuff, mentally or emotionally. Because if you take them there, those boys, especially the boys, because boys get into sex before girls do anyway, right? So they are looking at this image of a sexual female. You don't, you don't know the depths of what it's doing to their spirit. And we as parents have a responsibility to protect our children spiritually and physically and financially and all that. But parents, because of the brainwashing, there's no big deal, everybody's doing it, why not? They don't realize they've been brainwashed by the, the children of the world. 
They have made things that we knew was wrong before not seem so important anymore. And that's mind-blowing to me. And that's why we're losing. We've been brainwashed, everything. Like, we used to know homosexuality was just absolutely wrong, right? So they changed the word to gay. Gay sounds sweet. And now they, and then they changed it to love. We love one another, they say. And everybody say, yeah, they love one another. <laughs> and then they changed it to partners. And now everybody partners. We've been brainwashed. The children, <laughs> the children of God is being brainwashed and don't realize it. And now we're going to have the partners over at our parties, at our dinners and stuff like that. Because look at it. It's not so bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, sleeping at your house. We know it's wrong. How can we forget? That's why Hooters didn't seem so bad for a lot of people. Because they've been, it's been dumbed down spiritually. Yes, ma'am, real fast. I saw your hand, real fast. They've been dumbed down spiritually. And it's not the matter of Hooters. It's the matter of parents. Like, like as I said, I, I, to be honest, I didn't know that Hooters, that restaurant, is promoted as sexual restaurant or whatever that is, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that, but the thing That's is... That's why they have the women with the stuff. Yeah, but and, I And have, they call it... I don't know. I just found out what Hooters meant the other day. What does it mean? I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> what does it mean? I really didn't know what it... It dawned on me. I talked about this on the radio, about Hooters, and we did a thing on the Facebook about it. But I never thought about what Hooters meant. I just heard the name Hooters and knew they had the women with tight clothes, right? And it, so I wondered in my office, I was like, what does Hooter mean? And then it came to me what it meant. I never thought, and you see that? So it's all sexual. You know what it means, right? No. You don't know what Hooters mean? No. See? Uh, breast. Whatever, okay. It may, I understand yeah. from the reaction that it's a bad thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, real fast. But it's the matter of families. I, have, I know a couple of people that they take their kids to even worse places. I know, but that's evil, though. That's so my whole point. It comes to, to the conclusion that parents are messed up. Yes. It's not the kids. Absolutely. And so, I'm not talking about the kids being messed up, but taking them into that environment is messing them up, too. Because the parents are blind. You absolutely, I blame the parents. I don't blame the kids. Right, right. I blame the parents. And what I'm saying is, I guarantee you, if you can talk to those parents, most of them will say that they believe in God. <laughs> they will say, yeah, I believe in God. I go to church. But yet, they send their kids off to Hooters because Hooters doesn't seem like a big deal. And a lot of the parents said to me, well, what about the beach? They go to the beach. Just because they go to the beach, and we see that the beach is wrong, there's something going on at the beach that shouldn't be happening, it's not an excuse to send them to Hooters. Amen. You don't pick out one thing to justify another one. You know what I'm saying? You don't say, well, they go to the beach anyway, so, so if your kid is drowning and he's almost underwater, you're just going to dump him. What about the you know what I mean? I know, but they're still looking for other excuses. Those things are out of control as well. The cheerle cheerleaders are dressing skimpy and all that kind of stuff, right? It's all about the parents. The parents let these little girls dress like that when they're Christian cheerleaders. Christian parents are doing it. I just want to name these other things that are out of control. Do you know that we are having a race war right now? Yeah. Someone asked me, do you think we're going to have a race war? I'm like, we're already having it. Black people are killing white people like 90 going north. And they are killing them and attacking them and beating them up because they are black, uh, white and they hate them. The race war is already happening. Uh, Christianity is under attack. You're not allowed to um, celebrate Christmas now in the public schools and other areas. Because we have not sacrificed anything as children of God. We are just like the world, so the world has the power over us, and they shouldn't have the authority over us. But we are not conscious enough where we are sacrificing. Uh, oh, this socialized health care plan that was passed by the government. We are going to end up paying for abortion, abortion pills, condoms, and just encouraging all kind of raw sex. All that is a part of the bill. We, as children of God, will be paying for that. Isn't that amazing? We don't agree with any of it, but we are paying for it in more ways than one. Sin, we can't use the word sin anymore. We can't say homosexuality or lying or stealing is a sin. Just think about when the last time the word sin crossed your mind. 
Oh, I mentioned a partner. Tattoo. Putting tattoos all over your body is not sacrificing the body as, a, uh, as unto God. And God said, our body is the temple of the Lord. And it's there that we should worship him. Not this building, but our body. And I bring all this up, folks, so you can kind of think about what's really, really going on. Thank you for tuning in. We need your tithe and offering. Help us out. God bless you. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call one 800 411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.